I feel like we need to discuss what extended and not extended means in reference to your arm. You know what I'm saying? Like extended and not extended. I feel like that's going to be an extra episode of Grey's Anatomy. Absolutely necessary because clearly it's a discussion. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs. And here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. We are back for episode four of Not Your Average Cheerleader, hosted by me, Ashley Gibbs. Thank you so much for joining back in. And I just want to say um, thank you to all the listeners out there. The past week, I hit over 500 downloads in a week. That's a record for Not Your Average Cheerleader. So wherever you are, thank you for listening. I hope you're having fun with me. I hope you're laughing. I hope you're going to YouTube as you're listening to this or even afterwards to watch some of the highlights and the stuff I've been pointing out. Again, I appreciate every last listener. I'm just a female who loves the game. That's it. And I got some great stuff planned for this season because, as you know, week one has happened, y'all. So I had to back away from the microphone so I don't yell like in your ear. But I'm just super hyped because week one has happened. I made some predictions and we're going to get into it. But first, because I am drinking iced coffee, I do that for you all on purpose. This is really good. I'm still drinking like that. That smoked vanilla flavor. I had to make it myself because Dunkin' Donuts claimed that they stopped making that smoked vanilla flavor and it broke my heart. So now I have to make it myself. It's frugal though, right? Like I save money. So I'm not even mad about that. But let's get into our quick fire topic. I really want to ask the question, are the Ravens becoming the new 49ers? You know how last year during the football season, the 49ers suffered from like everybody was injured. Everybody. If it wasn't. Jimmy Garoppolo, it was Kittle, it was Boso towards ACL, basically Momo, Moster, I call him Momo, y'all. I hope he knows I call him Momo. I hope he's like, hey, shout out to the girl who calls me Momo. Um, but Momo, you had, um, I think even Williams, you, you had so many injuries to the point where we were on our third string um, when we were playing our games and had to get really strategic. I'm surprised we even won any more games after all those injuries, so... Poor, you know, Baltimore Ravens, they have now lost multiple players just before week one even happened. They lost Edwards, they lost J.K. Dobbins, they lost Justice, Justin, um, Justice Hill, sorry. And now they've lost, um, in addition, uh, again, back, they've lost their running back who has a possible ACL tear. That's going to be Edwards. They're still trying to manage that. But I mean, Lamar, I don't know what Lamar Jackson is going to do. Who are you going to throw the ball to out there? You're, it sounds like you're on your second and your third string options. So they're kind of becoming the new 49ers for me. I mean, before the season even starts, I'm not saying don't put your money on the Ravens. Don't like draft anyone. But if you had any of those names I just mentioned in fantasy football, you need to make changes immediately because, well, they're not playing. So um, I really do think that a team that has that many injuries before the start of the season, um, it's going to get tricky. I'm interested to see what the Ravens do. I think they play tonight because I am recording this on a Monday, even though it will not air 
for you to listen to until Tuesday at 8 a.m. So I, I think that it will be interesting to see what they do tonight. Of course, I'll watch that game. You can hop on over either to my social media, which is linked down in the bottom of the description for this episode. And you can go see what I say in my stories. I'm always posting something football in my stories when there's a football game on. And on Twitter. Ooh, I am live on Twitter, y'all. When I say I had a lot to say about that Bucks versus Cowboys game, that's right. Let's go ahead and get into week one results. Let's talk about the Bucks versus Cowboy games. By far, my favorite game thus far. Like when I say the Bucks, the Cowboys really were the the MVPs for me. I won't say that very often. I probably won't repeat that ever again on this podcast. I'm just kidding. I probably will. Dak was shocking. When I say, I didn't expect him to get out there and like limp and be all I'm sore. Because he was hyped when I I was watching Hard Knocks. He was really like, I want to get out there. I want to play. I'm tired of being benched. Put me in, coach. And I mean, homeboy was floating it like it was rookie of the year. You know, in the end, the last scene, I'm sorry, I'm doing spoilers. But if you watch, it's a classic movie about a kid, broke his arm, and he, he gets this ligament where now he can throw like fast pitches at like a high speed. Well, at the end of the movie, he lost it. It's like his arm went back to normal. So his mom was like, oh, just float it. And shout out to my coworker, Gabby. She'll know what I'm talking about. Just float it. And that's what I felt like Dak was doing. He was floating those passes. He didn't put too much power behind his throws. And listen, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, my God, shout out to those. If you had those wide receivers in fantasy football, you banked. You banked because the score is 41 to 33. And I mean... I'm just shout out to Dak. Dak silenced all the haters. I tweeted that and I said, including myself, because y'all know I spent all last summer talking about Dak. So great job to him. He really impressed us. I think also, oh, sorry, the score was not 41 to 33. The Bucks and Cowboys score was 31 to 29. That's how close it was. It was really like, ooh, what's going to happen? I really have to say the Bucks defense failed me in a sense. I drafted them for my fantasy football, and I was like, okay, we got Todd Bowles back. We brought the whole band back together. Nobody left. Well, they might as well because that was a poor performance from that defense. I have never fussed and yelled so much at my iPad, y'all, because that Bucks defense, oh, we're just going to let them run the ball. We're just going to let them cut through. We're not going to cover. Our secondary acted like they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, I get it. Like, you... The calls, the flags on every play, goodness. And I mean, it wasn't like it was a flag and then there wasn't any pass interference. You clearly saw pass interference. So the rest were just doing their job. But it was so frequent that you couldn't watch the whole daggone game. I was getting pissed off at the Bucks defense because every time a flag went, I was like, it's against, it's going to be against the Bucks. And not to say that the Cowboys didn't have stuff called against them, but the Bucks seemed like you coughed flag. Like, oh, you know, I hate you, flag. And it's just like, it was too much. And that really cost a lot of the game. Not to mention, you go over to Tom Brady. Tom Brady had some great passes, some great throws um, to Antonio Brown. Let me say, if you got Antonio Brown, if you don't have him on your fantasy football, go get him. Go get him right now. If you have him, you should have put him in the start because Antonio Brown banked. And you know why? I keep telling people, when you look at fantasy football, you got to look at relationships too. Those go in handy there. Because Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, I have Chris Godwin on my fantasy football team. Best decision I've made. Now, Tom Brady threw four interceptions. This is where the Dallas de- the Dallas defense failed, in my opinion. And offense could have did better. They didn't capitalize on four interceptions. Otherwise, they would have won the game. 
So granted, I give you the MVP for your efforts, but at the same time, you still kind of came up short because if you had capitalized on those four interceptions that was, that was you know, caught, then you would have left with a victory. So that's just my two cents with that. I really think that that was really, again, a good game. Now, what I was saying in the beginning about extended versus not extended was the final play Bucks on offense because they were crazy enough to put the ball back in Tom Brady's hands. <laughs> Thought we learned from that last year. Green Bay Packers versus the Bucks in the playoff game to go to the Super Bowl. But I see we don't learn lessons here in football. Um, that was my shade. <laughs> but it, they didn't throw the flag on Chris Godwin, who was being covered. And they're saying that some are arguing that it was an uh, offensive pass interference, OPI. They were saying his arm was extended and he pushed off. Now, I am not a you know professional when it comes to NFL analytics. I am not a doctor. I am not a surgeon of any kind. I've watched five years of Grey's Anatomy. And I will say, that was my Apple Watch, I'm sorry. I will say that it didn't look extended to me. Now, before you start going off, Ashley, that was extended. How you know you can't see to put your contacts in. That that wasn't extended. His elbow, he, he had his arm was bent. When I hear extended, I think my arm is fully extended out. His elbow was bent, y'all. So please go watch the footage. Watch it from every angle and get back to me. Because I know what extended and not extended means. You know, I did play sports. Like, I was a gymnast. I know what extended is. That wasn't it. So I'm just saying, the call wasn't made because if it was, that would have cost the game. And it was honestly, even if it was slightly, it was too close to tell. So that was my my two cents for that game. Again, great game. I loved it. That was my favorite one out of all the games I watched. I called it Bucks 1. Going on to the 49ers versus the Lions, they had 41 to 33. Now listen, I was I was so hyped because I was just like, oh, we're winning. Kyle Shanahan's proven why he's a, like a great head coach and a mastermind with plays. I was like, we're going to walk away. I come back from what I was doing, and somehow the Lions got up to 31 points, and they're about to run a two-point conversion, which put them at 33. And I said, so 49ers defense just kind of shut down, didn't it? Like, I don't understand what happened. Now, granted, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of those people where he's either going to be really good that day or he's really going to, like, suck at his job. And I'm, I know y'all want me really bad to believe in Jimmy, I don't believe in Jimmy. Um, I'm still trying to listen. He had a really great pass to him and Debo Samuels, just DB. I drafted him too. That was the smartest decision I ever made. DB just showed up and showed out all over that field. Gosh, they had offensive chemistry, those two. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on Jimmy because Jimmy has good days and he has off days. Listen, Jimmy, if you're listening to this, you have what it takes. I saw potential in you when I was watching the game. And I truly believe that you can bring this team back to Super Bowl by throwing the ball, okay? So just keep practicing. Um, Trey Lance came in there and scored his first touchdown with a pass. I'm like, okay, so Jimmy drops the ball. We put Trey Lance in, and then Trey Lance scores. All that, Listen, do what you want with that information. Moving on to my next game, Jaguars versus the Texans. Now, keep in mind for the Texans, They did sit out Deshaun Watson due to all the legal um, allegations against him right now. So they put in um, another quarterback, which is the former quarterback for the Chargers um, that I talked about. I always forget names. Y'all forgive me. But he was a former quarterback for the Chargers. He was the one that 
got had to sit out because the doctor punctured his lung with a needle. Remember I talked about that last year? You probably don't. But if you go back through the seasons, I actually addressed that. And that's why Justin Herbert got his start. Well, now he plays for the Texans. I predicted the Jaguars would win because I was being optimistic. I was wrong. The Texans came in and basically destroyed the Jaguars. Can I just say Danny Amendola went to the Texans um, on a $2.5 million um, contract. And he just lit up the field. I was like, come on, Danny. Listen, I know my my NFL crush Julian Edelman isn't playing anymore, but I just made the waiver switch. I was like, I'm going to get Danny Amendola because I just have a feeling. I just, y- y'all know when I get that feeling. I get that feeling. I had the feeling about Justin Herbert. Let someone else draft him. That person benefited I had to make moves. I had to kick people off my fantasy football team. I was like, if you're not going to perform, you can't stay on my team. Danny Amendola performed for the Texans. Him and the quarterback just connected. They shocked everyone. And it kind of makes me ask, what does that mean for Deshaun Watson? Do y'all think he's going to get traded? I have this weird feeling that he might not get traded. If they were savage. Okay, let's just talk savagery for a second. The nice thing to do would be to trade him. and. If I was savage, I wouldn't trade him. I'd let him ride the bench and just get whatever money I can worth out of him every now and then on the field following his allegations and then barely play him. But that that is mean. That's mean. I really want Deshaun Watson to come out because he is literally, a in my mind, he's a top seven quarterback. Deshaun Watson, the things he can do on the field is uncanny. But unfortunately, his personal life has now seeped into his career. So... Not to say that I have a feeling if you don't have Danny Amendola on your fantasy football team, maybe you should consider him at least as a flex um, because that guy, he shot everybody. And when you connect with a quarterback like that, guess what the quarterback's going to do from here on out? Look for you. And he scored a touchdown. So shout out to the Texans. Great game. And let's move on to the Cardinals versus the Titans. Now, y'all, I was like, Titans got Julio Jones. Titans got Derrick Henry. The Titans got um, a beat. They got a whole lineup of great wide receivers. They Their offense is just savage. Y'all, they lost. I was like, wait a minute. How did I get this wrong? I really thought the Titans were at least going to make it a good game. They didn't. The Cardinals came in and did a smackdown on the Titans. Y'all, I'm just shocked. I really am. And my voice went high pitch for a second there because I really am shocked. I legit thought they were going to capitalize on having that kind of offense, especially with Julio Jones being a top five wide receiver. Like Julio Jones does magic on the on field when he's healthy. It's uh, moving on, y'all. So the Cardinals won that game. Browns versus Kansas City. Y'all will laugh. So the Browns were winning at the beginning of this game, right? Browns versus Kansas City. They were winning. I was like, oh, snap. Is Baker Mayfield capable? Like, that's literally what I asked myself. Is Baker Mayfield capable of leading his team to a victory that doesn't require him to just hand someone the ball? And they almost did. So Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey woke up and decided to take over the field. That mean, they held Kansas City for a while, and then Kansas City took the lead. Butker in in Kansas City, um, in the Browns' defense, Butker did a good chunk of the work with those extra field goals that he was kicking. I mean, I see why homeboy, he get on that bus. He got that straight charcoal style suit on. He's about to go put some stuff through between those two poles on the end zone. So 
I mean, I knew Kansas City was going to win. That's why I predicted they would. But I will say the Browns did a a unique job of holding them. I just feel like they're going to face off again. And I hope the Browns really go study that tape and figure out where they could have did things differently and really capitalize on that next game. I really think the Browns have what it takes to beat Kansas City, y'all, just from what I've seen. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next with that. Last but certainly not least, we have the we have the Packers versus the Saints. <laughs> I'm laughing because that was a terrible game. Like it was embarrassing to watch. Rogers looked like he didn't want to be there. He <laughs> Rogers, Aaron Rodgers is becoming the sheer definition of I'm just here to collect a check and go home. Literally, I'm not joking. That's literally Rogers. Rogers is the definition of I'm just here to collect a check. Don't ask me to do no more than what like the bare minimum of my job description is. That's what he looked like. I mean, his QBR rating was 32.8. His offense couldn't find any hope. Like they just couldn't get any yards. They were stutter stepping when you were trying to run the ball. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just kept throwing it off to the sidelines. Even it was picked off at one point. I just, gosh, it was just crazy to watch. The Saints just kept dominating them on the field. And Chris Hogan, y'all remember that name, who went over to field hockey, is back. I'm not even sure if it is field hockey. He went to another, the point is he went to another sport. And he used to play for the Patriots. He Then I think he went to the Jets, if I want to say, as a wide receiver. And then he left NFL, and then he came back to the NFL and got drafted by the Saints. So that's a little bit about his journey. Um, and now he's just down there having a ball, loving the game again. So, I mean, it's I, I predicted the Packers would win because, God forbid, I actually believe in the MVP of the NFL for last year. But I was wrong. Saints definitely won that game. So, I mean... I got six out of 11 of my predictions right. We're going to get better. It's week one. Stay with me. But I will say my fantasy football week one, I lost. Um, Momo got injured, so I have to make some changes on my offense. Um, Godwin came through for me. Buck's defense was trash for me. So I just have to make some changes. I told you I drafted Danny Amendola. I have to get rid of some people. I'm a harsh coach, Okay. I have the rule of thumb. If you're not going to play and do your job, you don't need to be on my team. Everyone's going to get a chance to play because clearly people get injured. Clearly people act like they don't want to do the work. So guess what? You will get kicked off my team, my fantasy football team. So I'll keep all apprised of how well I do. I'm just going to keep making the changes, keep adapting because, <laughs> you know, it's about bragging rights. That's what this is all about. That's what this hard work is about, y'all. It's about bragging rights. Let's finally get into my week two predictions because I feel like I'm going to get better at this. Now that I've watched a little bit of other teams who I didn't get to see their preseason, I got to have some teams shock me with how well they played. Doesn't mean they'll play that well again week two, week three. Maybe they got lucky. We're going to find out. But week two, I only predict a few games. I don't do all of them because I feel like some of them are just not going to watch if it's not entertaining. That's mean. I do watch all the games. Um Week two predictions, 49ers versus the Eagles. Of course, I'm a 49ers faithful. Y'all know this about my podcast. I'm going to stick with the 49ers. I truly believe that we should give Trey Lance a little bit more effort, not just in, you know, the red zone. I think we should capitalize and use his accuracy that he showcased. Give him a chance to show us what he got. Jimmy Garoppolo, his accuracy is a little better, a little bit, a little bit of a little bit about a little bit. That's how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo's um, 
accuracy. Raiders versus the Steelers. I'm going to go with the Raiders. The Steelers just look like they're still trying to find their footing. Chase Claypool did an amazing catch during that game. That kid, if you, I was surprised he didn't get drafted sooner in fantasy football. That kid has some talent. Keep your eye on him this season. Bills versus the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Bills and give them a shot. I know that they lost um, in week one. However, I just believe in Josh Allen. I believe in Stephon Diggs. I believe in that whole offense and their defense. I just think they need to get like that fire under them. Get bring back those champions that won their their um, their division title. Now Rams versus the Colts. I'm going to go with the Rams because their defense is kind of scaring me a little bit. Um, and I just feel like they're going to just shut things down. Um, Bengals versus the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, what's his name that tore his ACL and MCL? Uh, their quarterback looking pretty good, looking pretty healthy. We're going to see how well they do. Falcons versus the Bucks. Y'all know I don't bet against Tom Brady on this podcast. So I'm going to go with the Bucks. Green Bay versus the Lions. Listen, listen. I just, I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers one more chance to act like he wants to play. Find your rhythm. You got weapons out there, Aaron. Use them. I feel like this, ha- listen. I'm going to give you one more shot. If you can't beat the Lions, then you need to reevaluate everything. You understand? So I'm going to go with Green Bay. Titans versus the Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was looking good finding Lockett in the end zone, throwing those 65-yard touchdowns. Go ahead. I got hype about that. Cowboys versus the Chargers. Yo, I'm starting to be sold about the Cowboys, so I'm going to give the Cowboys everything I got. Chiefs versus the Ravens. Of course, I'm going to pick the Chiefs because the Ravens, well, they barely have an offense. So that is going to be my week two predictions. I hope that you all are watching to see if I'm right. I always love this part of the game because I love to see if I'm actually going to be right based off of just some things that I've seen. And I hope to see you again when we reach episode five and just keep downloading. Thank you again for listening, for tuning in. Head over to YouTube where you can see my segment where I talk a little bit more about um, Godwin, whether it was an OPI or not. I talk a little bit about that Bucks and Cowboys game. So, And I talk a little bit about the Green Bay Packers game a little bit further in detail where you can physically see my movements. Um, and they're quite funny. So thank you again for tuning in and listening. Go drink some iced coffee, or if it's in the evening for you, go enjoy your dinner and enjoy the rest of your day. I appreciate every last one of you. Thank you so much. Bye.